Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and good morning. I am recording this early Tuesday morning just because I know for a fact that uh, with baseball starting out so early today with uh, the 2 p.m. start, trying to get all these games in and more games Wednesday where you got uh, the NL game ones interceding with the AL game twos. Uh, You know, we got a very busy slate of baseball going on, so... I'm going to give my thoughts on how each series is going to play out. Uh, You know, we've got uh, an expanded playoffs this year, which some people were complaining about. You know, my whole thing is, you know, when you start throwing out these wacky uh, postseason aspects, you know, do you lose something in the process? And, you know, I think – folks have gotten a little bit complacent and not understanding, you know, who's where, what makes the most sense. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the matchups. Uh, so uh, one through eight on the AL and NL side. So uh, one seeds, uh, you got uh, the Dodgers, the prohibitive favorite to win the World Series, and you have the Tampa Bay Rays having the best record in the AL. Um, as uh, a one seed as uh, well, um, you know, two seeds uh, would be Atlanta and Oakland. Three seeds, the Twins and the Cubs. Four seeds would be the Cleveland Indians and the San Diego Padres. And, you know, slotting in uh, at the five seeds, we've got the Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. Six seed, you've got uh, the Houston Astros and the Miami Marlins. Shocker, but the Marlins are in the postseason for the first time in 15 years. Uh, seven seeds include the Chicago White Sox. Again, welcome back to the postseason. It's been quite some time. And, uh, you know, the Reds also, it's been quite some time. And in terms of the eight seeds, you got the Toronto Blue Jays. Again, it's been some time. And uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, some of these teams I definitely don't think would have made it in a longer season. But with the shorter season, you know what? Uh, it it made sense uh, that, uh, you know, uh, additional work could be uh, squared away uh, on, on this side. But, uh, 
you know, these guys have been kind of stepping up into the fray. And, you know, from my perspective, you've got different managers uh, managing this three-game series, knowing that they're going to have to uh, play the wild card around um, early next week uh, with uh, no breaks. So, you know, I get it uh, that uh, some teams have been liberally applying uh, the social distancing rules uh, that are in effect. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, I think uh, these games should be able to go off without too much of a hitch. Uh, they just need to make sure uh, that they've kind of uh, prepared themselves for the possibility of being in a playoff bubble uh, in the future. But, uh, you know, as it stands... Uh, it is a case where I think there are some very straightforward wins you can pick up on in, in uh, uh, the postseason, uh, for, at least from my perspective, because uh, some there are some teams that I don't think would have made it in an extended baseball season. Now, in terms of teams that I just don't believe in at all, you've got teams along the lines of the Minnesota Twins, uh, the Brewers don't believe in. I got issues with the Reds and how they play. You know, there are teams I have significant issues with. I also have issues with the Yankees, but the Yankees are in a different category altogether because they, they have enough talent. Uh, but there were just teams that, you know, made the postseason because, you know, by and large, it's 60-game season. A lot of fluky things can happen. And, you know, uh they invited 16 teams. So, you know, with these uh, initial rounds where it's only three games, so, uh, you know, best two out of three, you know, a lot of wonky stuff can happen. But you've got a matchup with the Astros, who essentially coasted uh, through the regular season while losing games, knowing full well that the Angels were so incompetent that they weren't going to get tracked down. And that they were still going to be slotted in because it's 16 teams. So all you got to do is be close to 500 and you're in. Again, attention Phillies. Everyone on that team should be subject to getting traded because you got beat out by the Marlins that had a COVID outbreak. But that's another matter entirely. Anyway, so again, you know, there are some teams that I see in this playoff field that I just don't believe really should be in this uh, playoff mix. Twins being one of them. You know, they're talking about the pitching staff because they got Berrios, they got Maeda, they got Rich Hill. And I'm saying to myself, I'm not remotely intimidated by any of those pitchers. Berrios is wildly inconsistent. Maeda was the number four starter on the Dodgers, while good never would be considered a true staff ace. And Rich Hill, again... You know, when Rich Hill is good, great. But Rich Hill has been so banged up that I don't even know what Rich Hill's going to roll out of bed. Neither does Rich Hill because of the amount of injuries he's racked up over the years and whether or not he might get a blister just warming up throwing pitches. You know, you never know. So, again, the Twins just have this annoying habit of not showing up in the postseason. And, you know, again... People are going to say that I'm using selective bias because they've lost 16 postseason games in a row 
and you know not all those players were in those 16 losses but there's a certain mentality that comes into play when you're on a team that consistently underachieves and finds ways to lose games that I look at it and I'm saying to myself they're gonna find a way to lose this game to the Astros because the Astros expect to be in the World Series you know cheating aside they think they're better than everybody else, and that's why their non-apology tour continued throughout the entire season where their pitchers throw at people, they do whatever they want, and because they believe that the, they're entitled to everything that has uh, befallen uh, their way in terms of benefits and none of the liabilities, considering that they snitched on their manager and GM got them fired, and the players were exempt from any punishment whatsoever because the commissioner's office was more interested in sweeping the whole uh, uh, like uh, actual video investigation uh, under the rug, and uh, you know, with the buzzers, the video recordings, they wanted to sweep that all under the rug. And you know, you can uh, check in with my previous episodes if you want to dive into that again. Uh, you know, and I probably will do a retrospective on that, depending on how this season plays out overall, you know, given everything that's happened with the pandemic, uh, it ended up taking a back burner, but it makes it no less relevant that we have a team in the postseason that cheated for multiple years and had no true retro, uh, uh, retribution other than a couple of people got laid off. They didn't lose any titles. They didn't lose any wins. And they're back in the postseason with a chance to win the World Series. Is that fair? No. Not even remotely fair. No matter what their fans may say because they could have done it in a, in a stand-up way. But they pushed every advantage possible, legal and illegal, and got benefits from it. That's worthy of punishment. Which didn't happen. But anyway... So I look at that and I say, the Astros are going to take out the Twins. The, the, to me, that's a stone pipe block. Astros over the Twins. Uh, to me, that's, that's a no-brainer. The other matchups that I kind of look at, you know, Toronto against uh, the Rays. I think the Rays are good enough to win the entire World Series. Despite the fact that they have no payroll. That, you know, it's, it's basically uh, just... As cheap as possible, the Rays have operated. I truly believe the Rays win the World Series. You know, it's just the, it's just it just goes down into, you know, my mindset of the Rays are more well rounded than uh, Toronto. So I just think that uh, the Rays should be able to uh, maybe just take it in two and not even get to a third game. And then it comes down to, uh, you know playing the Indians and the Yankees. Now, everyone's expecting it to be Rays-Yankees, and, you know, whoever wins out there, uh, you know, might end up playing the Astros or, uh, you know, the winner of the uh, White Sox uh, uh, A's series. You know, I think it's going to be the Indians over the Yankees. I just think the Indians' pitching staff is deeper. The Yankees have had so many injuries to the pitching staff, and you never know what you're going to get out of Tanaka. You know, outside of Garrett Cole, who could only pitch one game in this three-game series, you know, it's just, that's just it. It's like these games are back-to-back. 
So there's no break. So there's no way of getting Garrett Cole available for a game three, uh, you know, uh, at spot a spell. You know, you just got to go after it. So, you know, with this wonky playoff format, it favors the Indians because they just got more arms that would be reliable. Uh, you know, in game three for the Yankees, I think it should be a bullpen game. I mean, you could roll out Jay Happ, but I have absolutely no confidence in Jay Happ actually uh, doing well for the Yankees this year. Like, his uh, season was wildly uh, considered fluky be, uh, based on his Babbitt uh, and and the, and the balls that were put in play that, you know, worked out that it didn't punish him. But, you know, it, it's not as though he was a world beater. So, yeah, I, I think the Yankees are in a hole if, uh, you know, a deep hole if Garrett Cole can't get a win in game one. The question is, can the Yankees win this? If Yankees get a win in game one, can they get uh, the win over in uh, game two? Because if they can't get the, if they can't get uh, it done in two, and it comes to a game three, Cleveland's got a good bullpen too. Like that, that game three against Cleveland, I, I'm not sure the Yankees win out that series. Like you know, the Yankees bats have got to dominate and dominate extensively in that series uh, to get it done early. The longer it drags out, the worse it is for the Yankees. And guess what? Even if you get past the Indians, you got to keep as many uh, pitchers fresh because the Rays have the Yankees number. The Rays know it. The the Rays just match up bullpen uh, on the Yankees and just uh, uh, strategically have positioned themselves just to beat the Yankees. And I don't think the Rays would necessarily beat the Astros, but the Ast- uh, but they, the Rays gave the Astros a hell of a run last year, so I'm not putting that out of the realm of possibility. So, again, when I say the Rays can win it all, I'm dead serious. The Rays can win it all with a minuscule payroll and just a bunch of hired gun bats that, moneyball-wise, it might just pan out in this pandemic year where... No one really got any sense of a groove and got going and locked in when you didn't have to do the full grind of a season. That, that approach that the Rays and the uh, A's have with uh, kind of playing Moneyball, it kind of works in a shortened season because guys don't get worn down. You don't have uh, the attrition factor playing in with uh, having uh, a, a shallower payroll and benches to replace guys uh, that uh, uh, burn out during the year. So, yeah, I think they're fresh enough, and I think, you know, based on their approach, they can get it done. So, switching things over to the NL, uh, you know, I talked about how I didn't like the Brewers, and for those who did play fantasy baseball this year, I will take the victory lap on Christian Yelich because my biggest concern about playing Yelich this year even though I had to rank him in the top 10 because everyone ranked him in the top 10, my biggest concern with Yelich was, as I said, you don't know how he's going to react to shattering his kneecap last year. And, uh, you know, he just doesn't look right. Like, it looks, he looks off. Like, it's a 208 batting average, but all the power numbers are down. He just doesn't look like he ever got into a comfortable groove. And again, the guy was rehabbing during a pandemic from a shattered kneecap, I, you know, I'm cutting them slack. It's just the fact that, you know, from a fantasy perspective, it's extremely hard to trust a, a Christian Yelich in a playoff format when he 
he wasn't there for the regular season to begin with. So as much as I belittle Clayton Kershaw, you know, the Dodgers should be able to take care of the Brewers in short order. If the Dodgers get knocked out by a team like the Brewers, I, I, I mean, heads have to roll. For the Dodgers. And, like, you know, everyone likes Dave Roberts, but there's no way uh, Dave Roberts could survive if the, if the uh, Dodgers get knocked out before the World Series. But, lo and behold, I'm not entirely sure that the Dodgers even make it to the World Series. Here's the thing. The Padres and the Cardinals are playing each other. The Cardinals are a weird team because, you know, I don't know how much gas is left in the tank for the Cardinals because the Cardinals played so many back-to-back games. So they're accustomed to this back-to-back format for the playoffs. Uh, and this wild card, uh, it, well, not even wild card, this playing round, like whatever, whatever round you actually want to call this, uh, extended wild card round. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is uh, the Cardinals have been used to uh, playing doubleheaders for about like three weeks now. They've been playing nothing but doubleheaders because of their COVID outbreak. So they're used to this. You know, they're a couple of games over 500. Uh, The Padres have been relatively uh, chasing the Dodgers, but the Dodgers were always consistently ahead. So they've been like kind of slotted in at that four seed, even though they got better records than, uh, uh, the Cubs and the Braves, because the Cubs and the Braves won their division. You know, they, the, the Padres drew the short end of the stick there. You know, I, I you know, I, I think at, at this year out of any, uh, you know, this div- divisional winner nonsense needed to go by the wayside. If you're already opening up to 16 teams, what well, what does like giving a divisional winner a higher seed do? It be, means diddly squat. The, what what did winning your division do? Like re- realistically, he just got you in the postseason, but realistically. Like it was a sixty-game postseason. Like the, winning the division doesn't shouldn't actually mean anything in terms of your seating. Not a rant entirely, but be that as it may, you got the best two teams in the same bracket in the NL because I think that sec, uh, potential NLDS matchup between the Padres and, and the Dodgers is going to determine who's going to the World Series. Which is why this playoff format is stupid. You know. I'll, again, yeah, like I already kind of ranted about this, but I think the Dodgers Padres, you know, you know, again, provided that the Padres make it past the Cardinals, the only caveat to the Padres not making it past the Cardinals is if uh, there uh, is because of the injury factor, because the Padres made the trade for Mike Clevenger and there were reports that Clevenger is still bothered by an arm impingement uh, that knocked him out of his last start early. So if for some reason he can't go in a best two out of three, that gives the Cardinals their best shot because the Cardinals would not beat the Padres three uh, three out of five, let alone four out of seven. Like the the Padres are legitimately uh, better than the Cardinals, but in a two out of three format, you know crazy things could happen. And that's why I think this playoff format is kind of stupid because they needed to at least give buys for the overall number one seed. Like, why the, why are the Dodgers in the, in the race playing if they if they were the overall best? See, like, it, again, having the best seed pretty much means nothing. If, if, if we were setting this up properly, the top two seeds in the AL and the NL should have been, a, been allowed to pick their opponents 
to uh, to solidify uh, the best matchups. And again, when I mean top two seeds, the two teams with the best records, because again, divisional uh, winners shouldn't mean squat. Because why are we doing home games in, in the middle of the pandemic? Like if we're going into a bubble after the next round. Yes, folks, we're going into a bubble the next round. So in the AL and the NLDS, they're going to be playing it in playoff bubbles as opposed to having any home field advantage. So again, why are we doing home field advantage in the early wildcard rounds where you only get two out of three and then going to a bubble for every game thereafter? It's just mind-boggling stupid. And again, the only reason why it makes sense is because the MLB owners wanted to make as much money as humanly possible and then want to acquiesce to using, you know, uh, a, a bubble format, which is the safest way of safeguarding any potential outbreaks, uh, uh, disrupting the postseason. But uh, be that as it may, you know, you got the uh, uh, Dodgers and Padres uh, almost locked in for a matchup. We'll see how uh, this uh, wild card round goes. Then you've got uh, the Cubs uh, playing, the, well, hosting the Marlins. You know, the Cubs have been very hot and cold. Uh, they play well at Wrigley, uh, not so much anywhere else. You know, again, the Cubs could win this series. I just don't have any confidence in the Cubs. If I'm the Marlins, the Marlins are playing with house money. So, you know, they can, like, do whatever they want, and, you know, it doesn't really matter. So I think they're going to be playing pretty loose. The Cubs, meanwhile... They actually had championship expectations. They fired Joe Madden because they said they had championship expectations that weren't being met under Joe Madden's leadership. So you bring in Dave Ross, and it's been more of the same meh from the Cubs. Like the star players, Javi Baez, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you've got Rizzo, you, uh, uh, you know, you got Chris Bryant. You know, Chris Bryant in the contract year, you know, a lot of pressure on these guys. Because the Cubs got to start making some decisions as to who's going to stay here and who's getting the money. You know, they don't really seem to be committed to keeping the entire band together unless they start winning in bunches. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. You know, based off of the regular season, they were very much a roller coaster. So I don't know. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the Cubs perform in this postseason because I could see them getting knocked out by the Marlins because they're so tense, and it's a best uh, two out of three. Um, You know, again, uh, very, very interesting uh, scenarios here. And then you got the Braves and the Reds. You know, both of these teams just like to slug it out. Uh, The Braves uh, only have one starter. The Reds have... At least two starters in uh, uh, with uh, Bauer and uh, Castillo, so I think the Re- you got to give the edge to the Reds in that regard. Now, my question uh, kind of comes down to is you know with these two teams just being slugging teams, when it comes to situational baseball, who's going to win out? Because neither one of them actually play any situational baseball. So you know, bunting guys over. Uh, you know, uh, get, getting a man over uh, with a productive out, uh, sack flies. They don't really play that kind of game. They just like to mash the ball 
and watch it go fly and, you know, work from there. But in the postseason, you know, you don't get those gimme pitches. You don't get uh, number four starters to uh, feast upon, uh, four and five starters to feast upon. You actually got to do it against the best of the best. And I'm not entirely convinced either one of these teams uh, actually hits well. I think we're going to see a bunch of strikeouts, some unentertaining baseball, and, you know, someone may eke it out. But if this goes three to three games, oh, man, I I, I think that's when, you know, the boomsticks are coming out. And then it's just going to be home run derby because, again, I think both of these teams are pretty much top heavy in terms of pitching. They don't have a third quality third option. That's when things can really hit the fan. So that's where I kind of land on uh, the situation here with uh, the postseason matchups. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. You know, as we go along with the postseason in MLB, obviously I'll be uh, providing context as to what I'm seeing going on in the field and what uh, you can expect moving forward. But uh, it is going to be a strange time, especially with no home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, uh, definitely playing a role. I mean, we've already seen no fans play a role in this season to begin with, but uh, only more uh, strangeness to come. But, you know, it is what it is, so we keep moving forward. So uh, stay safe, everyone, and look forward to uh, uh, you guys uh, tuning in next time. So uh, that's all for now, and be well. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.